Do you love to barbecue? If you do, then this week's episode is for you because this week I'm taking you on a trip down under, as they say, and we're going to be exploring the Barossa Valley and its incredible and iconic wine styles. So if you're ready to learn about why it's the Barossa Valley and be inspired with some pairing ideas, let's get started and dive right into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Malia Aaron-Rosar, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here. If we have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional sommelier for over 20 years now, and it's my passionate privilege to make learning about wine not only fun and easy, but also practical, meaning that I want to make sure after every episode, you walk away with some real-life tools and tips that you're able to use in your everyday life right away. So you're going to come away from this episode with some very practical information of how to shop for wines that you're going to love in the Australian Wine Isle. So on that note, let's break down what are going to be covering today. I'm going to share with you what makes this area so special from its soils, from its history, key grape varieties. And then I'm going to break down some of the top wineries from this area that you'll be able to look for when you're shopping in the Australian Isle. Now, it's important to note before we dive into the Barossa Valley specific that Australia as a country had no indigenous grapevines of its own. So all of the wines that we are enjoying today, coming from all those grapes that are there, came from somewhere. They came from Europe and they were planted in Australia and certain varieties did better than others, depending on the locations. It's also important to know that the Australian wine industry started off as the producer of what we refer to as stickies, which are a port style of wine. It didn't start off being wine or fine wine production area. Now get our bearings of where where exactly it is. The Barossa Valley is located in the area we refer to as South Australia, which is a very large portion of the country. Now, in regards to what city is it close to, it's about 70 kilometers northeast of Adelaide. So if you are visiting the Barossa Valley, most likely you would fly into Sydney potentially and then go to Adelaide or potentially you'd fly in directly to Adelaide. The area has what we refer to as a Mediterranean climate, meaning that it's fairly arid. You get some coastal breezes. Well, you'll have a cooler winter. It's not going to get super cold. Rarely will you see snow, though I do say this in air quotes if you're watching on YouTube, because there have been times where a light dusting of snow may arrive in the area. We'll have hot, dry summers with the temperatures reaching over 100 degrees Fahrenheit or 40 degrees Celsius. And the temperature of this area is something that desperately has to be managed as well as water resources for the vines. The soils in the area are diverse, but they do speak through the glass through its terroir. And these soils are a mix of sedimentary soils, volcanic, and what we refer to as metaphoric rock formations. The area is also known for its deep, fertile red soils that create an environment that is rich in nutrients for vine growing. Think of them like a patchwork quilt. They are very specific and the terroirs will be different, as are the grape varieties that go best, depending on the block of soil that is in that location. Now, the Barossa Valley, true to its name, it is a valley, though it's not a deep gorge, so to speak. So while we will have some rolling hills and some higher elevations, we're not talking about a mountainous range here, though we will have some cooler breezes and some lower floor temperatures of the valley. And these little pockets of topography allow us to create different areas for different grape varieties to shine through. So when I talk about the different grape varieties that shine in this area, we'll see how these different areas allow the different grapes really to speak 
fruit in the glass because of the terroir and the topography that they are grown on. In regards to its history, I'm going to give you the quick TV version, if you will. But if you really enjoy history, then the Barossa Valley is definitely an area that you'll want to look into. The area was settled in the mid-1800s when German and English settlers. And these settlers, when they came with them, brought wine-growing knowledge from the European countries that they came in from, many of them as well being doctors and educated men and women, and they could read books, which is also key to know because at the time there wasn't a vine growing book or how to grow grapes in Australia manual. And the climate was very different in the Barossa Valley than the one they had left at home in Europe. Many of these original founders still have their names on wineries today in the Barossa Valley. And many of them went on to write books to help others of how to grow grapes in the area. By the mid-1850s, the first commercial winery was opened, and this was a winery based more on producing those stickies, those fortified wine styles, that port-style wine, which the Australian wine industry at the time was known for. So table wine production was occurring and it was starting to gain some traction. But the original business model for the commercial wineries were making those sticky styles of wine. The Barossa Valley continued to grow and expand through the end of the 1800s and into the early 1900s. The area continued to grow and thrive and winemakers came to the area and more wineries opened and the region was picking up steam and growing in development. Now, unfortunately, just as it was really getting going, some challenges hit, including World War I and the Great Depression. The introduction of a wine tax in Australia in the 1940s that unfortunately forced some smaller wineries to close. After World War II, the area saw a resurgence of activity and growth. And this is where we start to see the grapes Shiraz and Grenache really getting their footing here and starting to shine. It's also the time period where winemakers changed their focus from creating those fortified wine styles like port and cherries that they were producing into more quality-driven table wines. And then we jump ahead to the 1990s where the Barossa Valley really came onto the international stage as the wine world really took a look at the incredible wines that were coming out of this area. And the wines of the area received many awards and accolades and became some of our top wines for collectors and wine lovers around the world. Today, the Barossa Valley is considered one of Australia's most important wine-growing areas. This area is known for its perseverance and its innovations as it has found the unique balance to allow the terroir-specific soil types within this area and the microclimates within it really come through and shine in the glass. Now that you know a little bit about the area itself, let's break down the grape varieties that really shine in this area. And then I'm going to share with you six of the top wineries from the Barossa Valley. Now, the first grape variety I want to talk about is Shiraz. And potentially you're thinking, doesn't Shiraz grow everywhere in Australia? And it does. Australia Australia is known for Shiraz. However, the Barossa Valley is known for a very specific profile of Shiraz in the glass. And, and just as a side note, it's important to know that Syrah from France and Shiraz in Australia are genetically the same grape. They just show two completely different profiles. Syrah, and if you see this on a label from anywhere in the world, if you see Syrah spelt the French way, so S-Y-R-A-H, this is where a winemaker, let's say from California, is using that spelling. They're trying to let you know that they're making the grape variety in the French style, which will be less fruit driven, a bit more reserved, if you will. If you see Shiraz on the label with the Z or a Z, depending on where you are and how you're pronouncing it, these are more red fruit driven, more plush, velvet like 
full-bodied. So very different profile from the same grape, one growing in the heat of Australia, the other one in cooler climates. So just so you know, they're the same grape. Petite Syrah, however, is not the same family group. It is one on its own. So just a little sidebar of information there for you. Now, Shiraz coming from the Rose Rally is known for its deep, rich, complex flavors that are bold and have some spicy notes. And many of them have a luscious, long finish. And these are fruit forward on the nose, maybe Christmas cake, red fruits, plums. All of it is there waiting for you in the glass. The next red grape is Grenache. Grenache shines in the Barossa Valley. And where many times we will use it in a blend around the world in our GSM, our Grenache Syrah Mouvet brand, which we know as the Holy Trinity coming out of France and coming out of Australia as well. But here you'll find single varieties Grenache and they are stunning. Now in the glass, what can you expect? You're going to have a bright fruit forward wine that's filled with cherries and strawberries and raspberries just waiting to entice you in the glass. Next, let's go to Cabernet Sauvignon. Well, Cabernet is grown here. Shiraz is considered king. Cabernet is grown and makes beautiful wines in the Rosa Valley. Next week's episode, I'm going to talk about the Kunawara in Australia, and then we're really going to talk about Cabernet. But for this week, Cabernet Sauvignon coming from the Rosa Valley is not as common as Shiraz. It is known as a full-bodied, tannic, big, bold, tannic red wine with flavors of black currant, black plums, peppers, and a touch of vanilla from the oak. Now let me talk about some white wines that we're growing in the Barossa Valley. You're going to see beautiful Rieslings coming from the Barossa Valley. And the reason we have them here is because of those microclimates. And we have some cooler places that the Riesling can grow and make beautiful styles. High is it high acidity, more fruit forward. The Rieslings from this area are crisp and refreshing with flavors of touches of lime, citrus, green apples, and hints of minerality. They are stunning. Then we move on to Semillon. Now, Stem Australian Semillon is definitely classic, but here in the Barossa Valley, what you can expect in the glass is a rich, full-bodied white. So this is a great alternative to Chardonnay. You're going to have flavors of ripe apricots, honey, and Meyer lemons, a sweeter style of lemon. This is a beautiful wine. And then finally, let's talk about Mouvand. So Mouvand, again, part of that holy trinity, Grenache, Syrah, Mouvand that we do in the south of France when we're talking about those blends. We do beautiful versions of it around the world and in Australia. But here you'll find single varieties of Mouvand that really shine in the glass. As a single variety from the Barossa Valley, Mouvand here is described as being intense. These are all very powerful wines that really come through in the glass. These are not red wines coming from the Barossa Valley that are for the faint of heart or people who don't enjoy a big, strong glass of red wine. We have dark fruit flavors, so those plums, the blackberries, black currants. Might have some smoky notes, which makes a perfect choice for barbecue, some spice, and some black and white pepper. So incredible experience in the last. The red wines from the Barossa Valley, like I said, are not for the faint of heart. These are big, bold, intense red wines, and they are not the wines to wear your fever white sweater around. Now let's talk about some of the most famous vineries from the Barossa Valley. And many of these you are going to know as you're going to walk through the Australian Isle, you'll see these. So the next time that you are shopping, definitely take a look out for these names. The first one is going to be Penfolds. And 
everybody I think who's ever been in a wine store is going to know about Penfolds. The most iconic wine here is going to be Penfolds Grange. And I will do a separate video about the history of Penfold Grange. It's one of my favorite wine history stories. So definitely listen in on that. I'll probably put it up on social media as well. But the history behind Penfold Grange and Max Schubert, who is the winemaker, is an incredible one. So stay tuned for that one coming soon. But Penfold as a winery is one of the founding fathers of the Barossa Valley, and it is known for both reds and white wines. And this is one of the world's and Australia's most celebrated wineries. The next winery is Henschke. Now, Henschke, this is again one of our founding fathers. This winery was founded in the 1860s, and its wine, the Hill of Grace, is considered to be one of Australia's most iconic wines. Then we have a winery called Torbeck. Torbeck was founded in 1990, which is fairly young when we're talking about wineries that were founded in the mid-1800s. However, Torbeck really jumped on the scene and is known for producing beautiful Rhone blends, so that Grenache, Syrah, Mizad, as well as single variety Shiraz wines. Ilumba Ilumba is one of Australia's oldest family wineries. It was founded in 1849, and they are known for producing Shiraz, Cabernet Sauvignon, and a beautiful Viognier. These are stunning wines. And another interesting fact is they actually have their own cooperage or barrel making facility on site at the winery. If you are visiting and you have a chance to visit the Ulumba winery, I highly recommend it. Then we have Grant Burge, another family owned winery with over 150 years of producing wine in the valley. And they are known for their Shiraz and their sparkling wine production. And the last winery I want to share with you is Peter Lehman Wines, named after the founder Peter Lehman. And this winery is known for Shiraz, Cabernet Sauvignon, and beautiful Rieslings. Now, there are many more incredible wineries in the Barossa Valley, but these are the wineries that most likely if you're looking up awards or iconic wines of Australia, you're going to see these wineries on the list. All of them make incredible wines from easy drinking, consumer friendly, from a price point up to the most iconic sought after auctionable wine styles on the planet. So those are my six wineries of must know in the Barossa Valley. And as you're taking a walk through the Australian wine aisle, you will definitely see them. But these are names to know when you see those names on the label. If they are a more economical style, you'll know that the house that they are attached to is a long-standing and highly regarded winery in the area. Now for some fun part. Now you know about the history, the grape varieties, you know about some of the most iconic wineries in the area. Let's talk about some delicious barbecue pairings that you're going to be able to enjoy with wines from the Barossa Valley. Now these, I'm going to break these down by grape variety because it's going to be easier depending on what's in your market. But first, let's talk about the king of the area, and this is Shiraz. Shiraz is a barbecue's best friend. Anywhere you might serve a Zinfandel, you could definitely do Shiraz. Shiraz is big and bold, but those sweet, ripe red flavors that really come through make it just work brilliantly with barbecue, especially barbecue with any sauces. Barbecue sauces are a vinegar-sugar mix. Vinegar strips the fruit out of wine, which is why we have to be careful when we're pairing it with barbecue. But when we bring a big, bold red wine to the table like Shiraz, it has so much power behind it and the ripe fruit flavors works with the sugar in the barbecue sauce that it's really going to hold its ground, if you will, in those pairings. So here you can do everything from burgers to a rack of lamb to grilled steak, 
grilled portobello mushrooms if you'd like to go more of a vegetarian route definitely do some venison if you're into more game shiraz is going to pull out the flavors in the vine that's going to go well with those red meat flavors when you're working with shiraz there's very little that it can't hold up to but it's perfect with all things grilled. Now, Grenache, because it's a little bit lighter, here you can do the chicken, the grilled pork, grilled turkey, really beautiful, lighter, fruity style. It's still going to be rich and have lots of fruit to offer, but it's not going to be as intense as a Shiraz. So beautiful if you're having a souvlaki. For example, you could definitely pull out the Australian Grenache. Cabernet Sauvignon, because the Cabernet from this area is generally intense, it's Bold. It is tannic. This screams, I need red meat. I need a big protein here to work with. So here you're working with grilled steaks, grilled lamb, some game. If you are doing some venison, some deer, anything that way, grilled vegetables, potatoes. This is a pretty classic outdoor barbecue, but again, the tannin structure is going to be fairly intense. So if you're doing steak grilled on the barbecue with this beautiful steak spice, not a lot of sweet sauces, this is where this is really going to shine through. Now let's talk a little about those crisp, refreshing Rieslings coming in from the area. Here you're going to have beautiful seafood options, of course. You're grilled shrimp on the barbie, as they will say. Beautiful chicken. You can definitely pull in some tropical flavors if you want to do uh, mango fruit salsa, for example, with uh, the chicken or the shrimp and serve it that way. The Riesling's going to pull out those tropical flavors. Fish tacos, brilliant. The Riesling, because of the hint of lime and the Riesling, the fish tacos are divine. Just guacamole and chips if you'd like to go that way. But the Riesling is really stunning. Seared scallops with just a little bit of rock salt. Now the semillon that we talked about, anywhere that you would have Chardonnay, you could definitely serve the semillon. So anything that has some butter, some richness, anything with a sweet sauce, or if you have a honey glazed on chicken, if you're pulling in that honey, the honey from the semillon is really going to pull through. So any barbecue sauce that has a honey in it, definitely you could have the semillon as a choice. It's delicious. But again, those you could do seared scallops, you could do the shrimp. If you're doing a sweeter sauce with any of them, if you're doing any grilled fruit and you're serving some grilled fruit as an accompaniment or a salad that way, semillon is beautiful. And the last one I want to talk to you about is sparkling wine. So here in the Brosa, you're going to find sparkling wines or traditional made from Chardonnay, for example. You're also going to find sparkling Shiraz, which I did an episode of that a few weeks ago. I'll link down below to that episode if you haven't listened. Sparkling Shiraz, I love it. It is worth the search if you haven't found it, but for burgers or anything with bacon, sparkling Shiraz is the wine that you should be enjoying, in my opinion. And the other clear bubbles, if you will, made from classic Chardonnay. Here, you're going to be able to serve this anytime you're looking for a refreshing, effervescent drink to bring to the table. So stunning, beautiful wines coming from this area. So the world is your oyster, as they say, in regards to what can you pair with. These wines are delicious, and there's no end in sight of what you can create in regards to pairings with them. So I hope that I have inspired you to take a wander down the Australian wine aisle and you know a little bit more about the uniqueness of the Barossa Valley as well as the history. Here we have a wine area that has a history dating back to the mid-1800s, and they are still innovating and evolving, and they're such an iconic region, not just for Australia, but for the world. So if you love big, bold reds, 
crisp, refreshing whites, and bubbles, of course, the Barossa has wine styles for you. So I hope when you're shopping in your favorite shop this week, you'll take a wander into the Australian wine aisle and pick up a new bottle to try, or maybe have a better understanding of a wine that was already a favorite. Now, if you have any questions about today's episode, or you have a favorite wine or pairing you'd like to share with me, please leave them below if you're watching on YouTube, or feel free to reach out at hello at winegirlacademy.com. You can also come say hi over on Instagram. Instagram and TikTok at One Girl Academy. And be sure to like, share, and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. New episodes come out every Tuesday. So on that note, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with me today. As always, it has been a pleasure to be with you. I hope that I have inspired you and you're ready to fill your glass with some delicious wines from the Rosa Valley. I want to wish you a wonderful week. Cheers to you. Bye now.